How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You guys, I fell into a trap. This is, this is something I should never do. Somebody please remind me the next time I think of this. I logged into... Twitter here at work, because I always do that as I'm setting up my computer and pulling up different websites and stories that I might need to reference during the show. And I see over on the right side in the column that Damar Hamlin is trending. So like a dummy, I click on it. Now, I'm thinking it has to be legit because there are more than 28,000 tweets 28,000. That seems to me like an exorbitant number if there's nothing going on. You know how a couple of nights ago, remember I was talking to you all here and Bob Barker was trending on Twitter? Except it wasn't like a bazillion tweets. And at first I thought, oh no, maybe he's passed away because he's in his late 90s. Then opening it up, realizing there's a reason why not everyone on Twitter is commenting about Bob Barker because he's okay. So it, it judging, typically you can judge by the number of tweets. For instance, Dak Prescott was trending like nobody's business on Sunday night. Mike McCarthy was trending on Sunday night. Right now... Half Moon Bay is trending. And if you know what happened in California, there was a, another shooting. So there have been two, actually, mass shootings in the state of California. One, Southern California, and now Half Moon Bay. You can understand why that is trending. And so thinking of those people and the, gosh, the attempts to unravel and uh, figure out what happened in these two incidents knowing that 17 people, at least at this point, are confirmed dead, that's a reason. You can understand why that is is something that people are talking about. So I assumed, incorrectly, that DeMar Hamlin, with the number of tweets, it had to be something legitimate. Huh. So I clicked on it, and I wish I had not. Do you want to know why DeMar Hamlin is trending? Again, keeping in mind, 28,000 tweets. That's a lot of tweets for a conspiracy theory. Do you know there are 
and I don't know which Twitter account started this, but there are many blue check marks out there that are tweeting about it. The challenge these days is anybody can buy a blue check mark, so you have to be careful who you see as verified. It used to be that verified equated with legitimate, equated with truth, equated with authentic, but that's not the case anymore. Now anyone can verify a Twitter handle simply by paying $8 a month, which, by the way, we're still not doing. And so every time I log into Twitter, I expect the blue check mark to disappear. So back to Damar. I open it up and I realize there are a lot of people with blue check marks and some people with a ton of followers. So enough that they can disseminate a conspiracy theory that the NFL trotted out a body double for DeMar Hamlin in Orchard Park. That it wasn't actually DeMar. That his parents were there. His little brother was there. But DeMar, who had a mask on, that seems to me like an obvious step. The man requires oxygen each day. He definitely can't be getting sick. His lungs can't afford to have any type of illness. And you're in a crowd of, I don't know, how many thousands, tens of thousands of people you're coming across. Even though you're in a suite, you're still walking hallways. You're still in an, well, I don't know if that one was open air, but a lot of times these suites have open air. Just there's a lot of stuff traveling. But even so, you you can't avoid all contact. So it makes a lot of sense to me that he would be wearing a mask. He's immunocompromised. He's compromised. So he's wearing a mask and he's wearing a hoodie, which I don't know. I would say probably 80% of 20-year-olds wear hoodies with the hood up all the time. And they show him on camera because it's snowing really hard in Orchard Park yesterday. The camera from across the stadium, which is eye level with the suites, it shows a grainy video. You obviously can't see his face behind the mask and with the hood. Though, if, if in case you're interested, there are actual photos and videos out there from his side. Right? From, from a different angle. That's a much closer angle. It's actually inside the suite. So it's either someone else's video camera footage or there was a camera there. I'm not exactly sure, but there is a radio host out there who shared a photo from his left side where he's cheering. I shouldn't say photo, sorry, video. And so there are people out there saying that the NFL is using DeMar Hamlin as a prop and that the photo, I'm in fact, I'm seeing it right now on TV. <laughs> Just saw the, the video of him encouraging the team that the photos and the video are not actually DeMar. I just want you to keep in mind one thing, and that's completely disgusting, right? That conspiracy theory is disgusting. If that ever, I don't believe it. Just want to clarify, I do not believe it. That was definitely DeMar Hamlin. But even, let's just say for the sake of argument that the NFL did something like that, the, the Bills, there's no way, the, there's just no way the Bills would do that. 
Absolutely not. It's not as though the NFL could trot a fake DeMar Hamlin into Orchard Park, into the stadium at Highmark, and that the Bills would go along with it. Do you know how painful that would be for them? These teammates who nearly lost DeMar Hamlin, they would never go along with it. So that's how you know it was not a body double. That's how you know that TV was not duped into believing this was DeMar Hamlin. Not to mention the dummies out there who believe this is true. Are you forgetting that he was in a golf cart driving underneath the stadium? There are people who saw him and his family and his little brother. You think his little brother is going to go along with a conspiracy theory? His brother's seven. He doesn't even know what a conspiracy theory is. And let's just say all of that, and somehow you get dozens and dozens of people to go along with it, including the entire Buffalo Bills roster, which again is ridiculous. Josh Allen, Dane Jackson, who's a childhood friend of his, as well as his college teammate, There are guys who would never go along with something that despicable to trot him out like it's some kind of a a prop to give them a boost in a football game, right? After they canceled a football game over concern for his health. I mean, think about how little that makes sense that the Bills would go along with this. They wouldn't. But even so, there are people who saw him And so it's obvious that it was him. And I also want to remind you, people can't keep secrets. You know that, right? The number of people who would have had to be in on the conspiracy, there's no way. Dozens and dozens of people, security guards. How about the people who are working the suites? The league offices, the Buffalo Bills themselves. I'm just trying to ask you to use common sense. Anybody who believes it actually wasn't Tamar Hamlin, think about the number of people who would have had to be in on the ruse. No. That many people can't keep a secret. Why? Because they want to be the ones who break the news on social. Everybody wants to go viral and break the news on social. You got a secret, it's burning a hole in your social media account until you share it. People can't keep secrets like that. Anyway, the whole thing is, is I would say it's unbelievable, but it's social media, so of course it's not. People can be awful. That's not a surprise. The fact that there are so many people out there who believe that the NFL and the Bills and all the people who saw this family would keep the secret is ridiculous. What does a security guard have to gain by not outing anyone who would try that? He or she would be a hero by sharing that information. And yes, I'm I'm using the word with my air quotations, tongue in cheek. So please do not believe that conspiracy theory and really be careful what you click on when it comes to trends on social media. The Bills had him in the locker room, pregame, halftime, postgame. Just as a side note, there are actual photos of DeMar with his teammates that were shared by his teammates on their own social media. Matt Milano provided a photo with DeMar Hamlin. So what, they had the actual DeMar in the stadium and then they decided they would use a body double in the suite? 
I mean, come on. How gullible do you have to be? There are different Buffalo Bills who spoke about DeMar Hamlin, right? Including Josh Allen, who talked about him being in the locker room before the game. Just his presence is a, is a warm feeling. And obviously we, we wanted to play for him and um, continue our, our mission. And again, we just ran into a team that played better than us tonight. We'll hear more from Josh coming up because Josh had a lot to say as part of the Bills exit interviews. But just to squash that despicable and really stupid conspiracy theory that is gaining so much traction among people who, A, likely know nothing about the NFL, B, clearly know nothing about the Buffalo Bills or their leadership. Could you? Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details imagine just again just to to like underscore how ridiculous this is could you imagine the NFL going to Sean McDermott and saying hey uh we'd like to put a body double of DeMar Hamlin in a suite do you mind would that be okay with you if we show him on TV and not just on TV how about the I don't know how many people are in we're in Highmark Stadium 78,000 people how about we pretend to the 78,000 members of Bill's Mafia that Tamar Hamlin is in the stadium do you mind is that okay with you come on you've got to be kidding me I just want to say right now if you've been duped by the, by this idea that Tamar Hamlin wasn't actually in the stadium don't tell anyone that pretend like you didn't believe it for a second just think it through is, is all I'm telling you. There's no way Josh Allen would have gone along with it. His friends, his teammates. I dare say there are probably members of the Bengals who went to see him as well. 
Remember, it was the Bengals who were on the field. It was their field when he suffered his cardiac arrest. I haven't heard this, but I was hoping that he and T. Higgins would have a moment together. I know that T. saw him on the big screen, right? So we had T. talking about that. I don't know if they had a chance to meet after the game. Oh, I definitely saw it. You know, um, I had a smile on my face. Uh, You know, just seeing that he was able to make it to the game, uh, it was all good to see. So that's T. Higgins, who, of course, was the player that DeMar tackled in that fateful play where he then collapsed to the ground. Please, you guys. If nothing else, I know we joke around here and and there's a lot of stuff I say that's tongue-in-cheek and goofy, and I tell you to... You know, remember, I am I generally talk about sports in an irreverent way. I also try to be intelligent. <laughs> I try to give you an objective view of things. I try to make sure you're informed. But you don't even have to take my word for it. Just think about it for a second. The various evidence I've given you to refute any suggestion that this was a body double. So I made the mistake of clicking on that photo. I've had uh, some warnings from other people who have responded saying, hey, don't look at this or don't look at that because you'll be even more disgusted. And I definitely will not. I did not intend to use that as my lead. (laughs) And that's not going to be a major topic of conversation on this edition of the show. (laughs) I may bring it up again, though, for those who are listening later in the show. If you don't know, we'd get a major turnover on the show based on our time slot or hours and people's listening habits. And so I'll, I'll probably bring it up a little bit later in the show when a lot of you are fast asleep, no longer listening. But thank you for hanging out with us. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. You know one of the redeeming qualities of social media? Dogs. (laughs) I actually made Jay go look at my social media, go look at my Twitter uh, earlier when we're doing show prep. (laughs) So (laughs) We got dogs, Jimmy. Yeah, that kind of dog. So it was an anniversary of sorts for me and my dog, Penny, on Monday. I will ask you to go ahead and check it out because as much as I love my dog and can say all kinds of sweet things about her, a photo is way better. So check out the new photo I put up. Well, it's 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 from a couple of months ago, but it is this year. It's right around her 13th birthday. But yeah, I, I wasn't at the beach on Monday. So you, oh, <laughs> anyway, you can check it out. It's on Twitter, A-Law Radio. I swear to you, I'm just about to post it on Facebook, but I need Jay's help for that. So we'll do it during this break. We are in the wake of the divisional round, still sifting through the rubble, if you will. And that includes exit interviews. Josh Allen, still clearly torn up about the loss to the Bengals. Dawson Knox. Stephon Diggs weighs in on Twitter about his emotional outburst Sunday. We've got an update, such as it is, on Patrick Mahomes. 
And man, do I love the optimism coming from the Jaguars. So that's inside the AFC. In the NFC, we have not heard the players, the Cowboys players yet. And I suspect that's because they had a late travel home. But we'll get their exit interviews likely on Tuesday or Wednesday. We do have Mike McCarthy, though. That final play of the game, I still have no idea. I don't know what they were doing. Why was Ezekiel Elliott lined up at center? And how did they convince him to go out there, snap the ball, knowing he was going to get trucked by a defensive lineman? (laughs) I don't don't get it. (laughs) That, to me, would be a more plausible conspiracy theory. Mike McCarthy hates Ezekiel Elliott, so he wanted to get run over. (laughs) Why isn't that trending on Twitter? (laughs) Oh, my my gosh. I mean, how did he tell him, hey, it's going to be okay. Just take one for the team. Did he have some kind of a clause in his contract that if he got tackled one time, oh, no, he got tackled a certain number of times, that he would end up with a bonus and he needed one more tackle. <laughs> We're excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jay, you have to find that final play just just because you, you gotta tell people. Cause I suspect there are people who weren't still watching, maybe had had tuned out on a Sunday night. I'm not sure, maybe not a ton. That game, by the way, more than thirty-four million viewers. It was tight and uncomfortable and obviously dominated by defense. We've got the latest on the Americans down under and a bit of a triumphant return for a player who suffered a torn ACL in the bubble and has now finally gotten back on the court. Oh, and the gang's back together in Milwaukee, though they're not in Milwaukee, they're in Detroit. So much to talk about. I have a couple of stories to tell you. So find me on Twitter, A Law Radio, if you haven't yet answered our question about the most impressive individual performance or team performance that you saw over the weekend, you can answer that question too. Our phone number is 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Great to connect with you. We're a full service operation around here. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Portis takes it into the paint, drops a couple defenders on it, passes out to Giannis. Giannis with four minutes to play in the quarter, going to squeeze off another three, and he connects again. Man, that layoff may have been just what the doctor ordered for Giannis with 20 points now in this first quarter alone. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It didn't take very long for the Bucks to bury the Pistons. Do you want to know why? Here's what you need to know. Here's really all you need to know about this game, though I'll probably give you more details. The Bucks put up 49 points in the first quarter. In the first quarter, they put up 49 points in Detroit. There was, a, you know, an offensive, just um, everybody, I'm sure the basket looked big for them. Yeah. Um, they start feeding off of each other, you know, I think playing with the pass and, um, just a good rhythm, and I think you know the defense was good. So it was just 
you know, one of those quarters where, you know, kind of everything went well for us. Mike Budenholzer on the Milwaukee Bucks explosion right out of the gate. And he, of course, has his superstar to thank for a lot of that. Giannis back in the lineup for the first time after five games. And he had 20 points in the first quarter. I guess he was feeling good. Lots of energy. He'd been out with a sore knee. And his buddy, his other half, Chris Middleton, uh, those two both in the lineup together uh, for the first time in more than a month. So the Bucks have been kind of hit or miss, and they're still a very good team, and they still have good players. But obviously that is your core duo. That's your championship duo along with Brooke Lopez. Uh, they, they've got such a good a good internal leadership, right, along with, with Coach Bud. But uh, to have those three together on the court means – uh, that you better be locked in from the opening tip or you're going to get buried, like 49 points in the first quarter, which, by the way, is too shy of the NBA record. I like this team. I like guys who've been together for a long time because you can see the relationships and how important the nonverbal communication, how important it is that they know each other and they work together well. Uh, teamwork is why I fell in love with team sports, why I prefer them over individual sports. Uh, and so Giannis did say the band is back together. Now for Joe Ingles, it's his first time playing with Chris Middleton. So kind of think about some of the various iterations of the Bucks lineup that the coaching staff has had to use. Now they get not just a depth level where you have more guys that you can trust because they've logged more minutes, but you have your stars back on the court. So theoretically, that means that overall your entire team should be stronger. Uh, I realized I need to get out of his way more <laughs> and that all the players were for, that were for me are now for him. Um, no, it's, I mean, it's funny. It makes it so much easier again um, from what it already kind of was playing with, with this group and, you signed in the off season and all that, like the envision was playing with him and, and being on the court there with him. So um, for it to happen in January or whatever, uh, mid January, um, obviously wasn't what wasn't what was expected. But um, yeah, it was it was good to have him out there. Now Joe is coming off a torn ACL, so there's another guy who is is trying to get back into the flow of the lineup. Giannis not gone nearly as long. Chris Middleton has been in and out. So you've got a just a bunch of different rosters and rotations for the coaching staff. Uh, but how often do we see this work to a team's advantage? It's not easy, but you've got different guys who fill different roles. They log more minutes. They get more experience. They're finding a comfort level playing with different teammates on the court. You could use the offensive line in football as an example. We know that there's no shortcut to cohesion and consistency with the offensive line. You just have to take reps. You have to work together. But what do we see with the Bengals this weekend? Three starters out, and yet because the other three guys were ready to step in, because they'd been working hard with this O-line throughout the course of the year, there was no drop. The O-line dominated the Bills in the trenches. And so the more reps for your backups, the more depth you have, the stronger your group becomes, your unit becomes. You're only as strong as, as strong as your weakest link. So welcome back to Joe Ingles. Plays with Chris Middleton for the first time. That's kind of fun. Uh, always good to see Giannis on the court. He is worth the price of admission. And I'm a freaking champion. 
I mean, not yet. Let's not jump the gun. Are you predicting something? Are you guaranteeing something? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on... Oh, just have a hiccup. I don't... I am the only adult I know who has hiccups. And I don't... I do not know why. Do you ever have hiccups, Marco? Yeah, no, I get them. Oh, okay. Do you ever get them while you're on the air? Because it seems to happen to me when I'm taking weird breaths on the air. Not that I can remember. Do you just knock on your head? That doesn't work. You know that, right? Well... No. Can't hurt. Negative ghost rider. <laughs> I mean, you can't be that superstitious. <laughs> can't you hurt. can't you can't be that gullible like all oh. these people who believe that DeMar Hamlin wasn't actually at the game on Sunday and that it was a body double. Seriously. Like the <laughs> So apparently uh, Marco did not know that that uh, that's trending on Twitter, 28,000 tweets. And so I clicked on it thinking we get a positive update on DeMar's health. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that many people talking about it, something good had to happen. Well, I guess. I was hoping. Nah, it's 28,000 conspiracy theories about how it wasn't actually DeMar at the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm just telling you. It's a cesspool out there. Okay, one more real quick. While Mar- while Marco's in here, we'll hit the other game because this is kind of a really neat story. Well, not so neat for the Boston Celtics, but welcome back to Jonathan Isaac after two and a half years and more than 900 days. Here's Isaac. Orlando looking for him, and now he's got it. Straight away with Jalen Brown on him. He'll roll into the lane. He's going to turn, fade, and get it. Welcome back, Mr. Isaac. That was pure. That was steal. He stepped in, knocked it away from Jalen Brown. Leading the break, he'll give it to Bancaro. A two-handed dunk, and the roof's about to blow off of this place. Wendell with the rebound gives to Markell, and this is going to be a dub for Orlando. A welcome back J.I. dub for Orlando. A third in four tries against the Boston Celtics dub for Orlando. Wendell, the finishing touches. The cherry on top. All right, forget for a second that it's this weird quirk, some type of uh, ninth dimension where the Orlando Magic have the Celtics number. That in and of itself is is strange. No disrespect to Orlando Magic, but that's one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> Got that. That's because they lost the Warriors lost to them last year, too. They're apparently giant killers. <laughs> anyway, so the Celtics, who had, I don't know, another seven-game win streak or something like that, go on the road. They lose to Orlando. I know Jason Tatum is dealing with a, a side injury. I mean, they don't technically call it a side, but it's the side of his body. And he and Jalen Brown had 26 each, but there wasn't a whole lot else. But the, the story in this game is Jonathan Isaac returning. He tore his ACL in the bubble. If I remember correctly, it was very early in the bubble. First or second day in the bubble and just couldn't have gone more horribly wrong for him. So he returns on a minutes restriction. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And he plays under 10 minutes, but he has 10 points for the Magic. I thought he was great. I, I thought he did a great job playing with a level of poise. Uh, I think that was the importance of you know him getting the, the G League time. Uh, obviously, there was a ton of emotions, and rightfully so. I thought he was great. The way he handled himself uh, defensively, just his ability to get after the basketball, and then offensively just taking his time, not trying to rush many things. 
Honestly, just everything. You know, it's, it's been such a long road thinking about all that it's taken to get here. Um, you know, the tough days, the, the good days, the bad days, the ups and downs. Um, you know, all the people that were a part of getting me back, the, the training staff, um, you know, the, we call them the purple people eaters, but the, the, our, our, coach, our players' coaches that, you know, that worked with me tirelessly, Nate Tibbetts, um, all those guys, and then just, you know, my family, my church family, my faith that I, you know, have been able and fortunate enough to lean on, and, you know, during this entire time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. So just all of that, um, obviously the, the, just the adrenaline, everything that's going on, and just trying my best to stay grounded and grateful. Um, you, know, you know, much love to the Magic for sticking with me, and the Magic fans were excited. So just trying to bottle all that up in one moment, um, it was surreal. Welcome back to Jonathan Isaac. He, he did admit that he was pretty worn out, though, from those 10 minutes. <laughs> so basketball shape, it's a little bit different than running on a treadmill. I mean, there's a lot of work and different muscles that are involved. And so he was winded. But baby steps, that's pretty cool. Uh, it, it actually made me think about this. And it's really similar to life. I say a lot that sports are a microcosm of life. This ebb and flow and the fact that time never stops. And every day there are amazing victories and triumphs and human interest stories that make us smile or make us happy. But then there's the opposite, right? There's tragedy, there's sadness. And even in the sports world, you have a guy who comes back from a torn ACL after two and a half years imagine the relief and the thrill for him to be back on the court. The team waited. They stuck with him. I mean, I thought about Clay Thompson when Isaac was talking, but then you have the opposite, right? You have the thrill of victory and the thrill of the competition, but you have the agony of defeat. And you can hear that in the voice of Josh Allen in Dawson Knox, in some of the guys who lost this weekend so painfully. And uh, on that note, we will hear from Josh coming up next, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's an ebb and flow. It really is such a contrast in sports all the time. So that's that's kind of something I was thinking about as I was listening to various athletes who are making headlines on Monday night. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, if you too would like to chime in on the DeMar Hamlin conspiracy theory, I cannot believe that there are those of you who actually believe this. It's stunning to me, but... I shouldn't, I shouldn't be surprised. Really? Mar- Marco keeps making faces really? at me. I know, but I'm getting people tweeting at me even now in real time who are suspicious. Why hasn't he done a public interview? Never underestimate the stupidity of people. It's, I mean, it's They'll not enough you. that he shows up in the locker room with his teammates. Like, why does he owe the public anything? He doesn't. He's been tweeting. There are photos out there. His family was there. You really think his seven-year-old little brother would have gone along with a ruse? Are you kidding me? Again, this is all just garbage. I know, Pete, it's garbage. Stupid. Yeah. I mean. Thank you. Get me some oxygen. <laughs> I know. Get out I, of Jack. I agree with you. I agree with you. But we're going to turn to some more legit headlines. I've said my piece on it. So I feel like I was fairly controlled and presented, you know, the facts of the situation. I can't help it if people don't want to believe facts. I'm going to try to keep my mouth shut before I. Yeah, don't include that in your update because I feel like that might be a conflict of interest. I'm not including that in my update. (laughs) I'm not giving anything to that (laughs) nonsense. All right, good. All right, let's, let's change the subject. We can do that. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Fourth down, shotgun. Allen, two receivers left. Allen looking that way, waiting. Allen, patient, downfield to the end zone, knocked away. Eli Apple waving it to Kembe Matumbo. Finger, Gabe Davis, the intended receiver, 
and the Bills hand it over on downs with 7.23 to go. Disappointment. You, you play to win. Um, our goal is to win a, a Super Bowl, a World Championship, and we didn't accomplish that. There was no real energy, um, juice, no momentum. Usually we'll get a stop, offense will score, or offense will score, defense will make a turnover, something, something to bring some uh, change of momentum, but there was none of that this week. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Hearing Matt Milano say that in the wake of the Bills' performance against the, against the Bengals was really astounding to me. And yes, the Bengals deserve a ton of credit. But of all things that you would not expect from this team full of veterans, it's that the Bills would be flat and they wouldn't have energy and they wouldn't be able to match the intensity in the snow on their own field with that massive crowd so jacked up and loud to start the game. There's no way I would have expected that. I kept waiting for a spark. I kept expecting them to break out. And they did have some extended drives, but it was slow. It was plodding. There wasn't that fire and same intensity. And you could see it when the reverse was true with the Bengals' offense on the field against their defense. How often the Bengals' offense when they chose to go airborne, was able to find a hole, a seam, some space. It felt as though the Bills never responded to that early 11-minute stretch. First 11 minutes of the game, the Bengals had two long drives around a Bills three and out. That's all they managed early on. The first 11 minutes, three and out. And the Bengals put together two touchdown drives and had over 100 yards, Joe Burrow goes nine for nine. And once they had that lead, they were then able to run the ball more. Everything the Bengals tried worked. Now, could these two teams lace it up on the field another nine times and it go that way every single game? No, hell no. The Bills are too good for that, which is why I was surprised. This was not even remotely close to a Bills peak performance. And again, credit the Bengals. But if the Bills are playing a better game, this is a tighter one. It's closer. It's what I was expecting. It's what a lot of people were expecting. I thought it was a to- it was going to be a toss-up. I had no idea who was going to win. Momentum is so fleeting in sports. These two teams both had long win streaks, right? So the Bills had won eight in a row. The Bengals had won nine in a row. Both teams had to fight for their division titles. Both teams had gone through such adversity, it builds even more than the Bengals. I expected to get heart, soul, blood, sweat, tears. I expected to get all of the energy and intensity that they could muster. And it, it just didn't happen from the Bills. But that's sports, right? That's human nature. Sometimes you just come out flat and you stink. Now, what I would have thought is that there would be adjustments and we would see a little different group coming out of halftime, maybe. They did start the third quarter with a seven-minute drive, but only ended up with a field goal. So once again, credit to the Bengals' defense for snuffing out every single attempt the Bills had to, to generate some momentum and to generate some rhythm. And I said this last night, and I'll say it again. What stood out to me is that the Bengals on both sides of the ball, were winning their individual battles. 
the the me and you, me versus you, whether it be on the O line, on the D line, downfield, whether it be the various special teamers, right? Like the, the Bengals were winning those individual battles the majority of the time, which made for an overwhelming and convincing team victory. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Dan Hoard, Dave Lapham. Wait, is that who you used? Westwood One? Sorry about that. I and Eagle, Westwood One. It was a long time ago. I've been talking for a couple of minutes. Uh, with the call from the late stages of the game at Orchard Park in the snow. Uh, Josh Allen did not have three turnovers like the week before, but knows this was not his best performance. I don't think we obviously executed at a high level, and it starts with me. Um, you know, weren't as detailed as maybe we would have liked to have been. But again, credit to to the Bengals. They had a really good game plan. They came out and on both sides of the ball, and they were firing. Um, yeah, we just didn't we didn't answer back. It's true. You can say it. You can know it. It still doesn't make it any easier to explain why. How did that happen? And now this is three seasons in a row in which the Bills have fallen short of their goal. I talked about this last night a little bit, but I was thinking about specific teams that would have benefited had we not seen the Warriors with their dominant stretch, right? The five consecutive NBA finals. How about the Oklahoma City Thunder? Do you think they would have gotten to a couple of NBA finals? Maybe the Houston, I almost said the Astros, <laughs> the Houston Rockets, maybe they would have gotten to at least one. Not a huge fan of them when James Harden was there, but maybe they would have gotten to one. Portland Trailblazers, the Clippers, there would have been other teams that would have had a chance to rise in the West, but they were blocked by the supremacy of the Warriors. Well, that's the case right now with the Chiefs and the Bengals. The Chiefs have run in, into five straight AFC championship games. Five straight. Do you know the last time that happened was the Patriots? And they were frustrating other teams in the AFC for two decades. But it's not just about you. It's not just about who good you are. It's about how good the rest of the teams around you are. And I will say this, it's going to raise the level of play. It's also going to raise the pressure on front offices in the AFC as well as coaches because there's really not much margin for error. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Man, three years in a row, they're, they're feeling like they're in their Super Bowl window and, and haven't gotten there. We've had success, uh, obviously not the success that, that we all want, which is to win the, uh, to win the Super Bowl. Um, but the, the journey continues, and, and we won't stop until we get there. And that's, that's the vision moving forward. And we're all frustrated on a day after a loss in the division round, that's for sure. I'm extremely proud of how far this organization has come, but not satisfied. I'm a big believer in, in you are who you are in the last game of the season in terms of oh. what you saw on the field. And, and, and that's, um, that's what you have to address. And, and so, obviously, we weren't good enough yesterday, and, and we need to address those areas. And, and um, and do what's necessary to get this organization to the Super Bowl. There's a lot of love in this locker room uh, for each other. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm sick to my stomach. Um, uh. And a lot of guys in the locker room are as well. You know, we want to we want to win a Super Bowl. 
and that's that's our goal and that's our mindset every time we step out on on the field and each and every year that'll, that'll never change um and it sucks you know feeling like you're close and not being able to accomplish it and i know it's been the last three years with a you know very similar feeling and we got to continue to you know push our push forward and you know find a way to get over this hump and um you know set out to accomplish what we want there was talk about Josh Allen and a shoulder injury. Now, this goes back to week nine against the Jets. He did also mention the shoulder and what he's been dealing with. And Vaughn Miller resurfacing. Haven't heard a whole lot from him other than just various social media posts. Uh, But he is cautioning against overreaction. You know how every year, week one of the NFL season, we tell you to tap the brakes. Overreaction to the very start of the season. Well, that's what Vaughn Miller is trying to caution against. Don't overreact. So more from the Bills as we move forward. One hour down, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Thanks for hanging out with us here on CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.